Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, Blue Shift, written by Glitchkey. Initialize, version redacted, booting, error, MOTD, missing or invalid, first time startup detected, setting clock, UTC, Friday, June 3rd, 11.01.13, TST, 22.31. Okay. Starting, UDEV, okay. Additional log cached. Command, board slash chemsum. First time startup detected. Disabling pain receptors. Initializing predefined neural trace. Captain, my first mate, shuffled slightly into the side as he spoke, his head tilting back and forth. The humans have run, then hidden in their home system. I don't blame them. The dozen colonies completely destroyed in a few hours. Ruffling my crest slightly, I glanced at the map. An entire swath of our federation just gone. Just like find the missing peace game gone horribly wrong. I think I've heard the human describe this feeling as dragging nails across the chalkboard. Oh yeah, his slow shuffle was dragging him away from his station. Noticing this, he stepped back into place. But they killed their jump gates too, not in or out. Wouldn't you? The star map was looking awfully red. I didn't even like the color. I much preferred azure. Probably had something to do with why I had so many X's. Nobody with azure feathers is there for the long haul. It's not racist. It's genetic holdover. Nobody's fault, really, except mine for falling into the nest every single time. And their scrambling FTL jumps in. My first mate's flightly shuffling was dragging him away from the console again. I wonder if you'd be insulted if I had it ripped out of the floor and put on wheels to follow him. Kinda wish we knew how they did that. I stared at the map some more. One speck of royal in the sea of crimson, with our aqua far to the side. A vacation would be nice. Maybe some place with a good headwind and a crisp, clean forest. You're ignoring me. He was halfway across the room now. That settled it. Tomorrow, I'd put in a work order for maintenance. If he can't stay at his station, his station will stay with him. No, I'm trying to avoid your point. Do you really want to think about the fact that our only allies have dropped out of the war and left us to burn? The map was making my crest itch again. I turned it off and put something less unsettling on screen. Our lack of reinforcement seemed like a nice, relaxing alternative. Almost soothing, really. No... Not really. His jittling shuffle stopped for a moment, and he looked around again. I think the fact that he was on the door at this point caught him off guard. Took a moment for him to tamp down ruffled feathers too. Exactly. Even that report on not having reinforcements was putting me on edge. I needed something better. The report on what the Kalfandal Empire had done to the human colonies won out this time. Rather, creative use of chemical and viral weaponry that, uh, I seem to remember something about the humans having a law against those. Doesn't seem to have helped their case. 
Captain, that's another hub gone. My first mate's station was working overtime to keep up with him. I would have to look into better fuel cells for the poor thing. I am aware. I glanced up at the war map and cringed. I never liked crimson, but now I hated it. Would rather muck out a grub farm on one of the edge worlds. Well, not like I can do that anymore, either. They were all in the red for a reason. That's the last of them, you know. I wonder if he hears the way the crest ruffles every time his head twitches. I think I'll need to get a professional in for that. I know what it's like to have your crest rub itself to pieces. Yes, it is. I switched the screen back to the recent lost reports. How many digits was it this time? It only mattered as much as figuring out how close to the next fueling station you could get when you knew that you weren't going to actually get there. Not much at all, really. Especially since you can't walk in space. Any word from the humans? I think a bit of his crest stuck in the wheels of the station. That's gonna be fun for maintenance. Probably means it's not worth salvaging the rest of the feathers. You know as well as I that they've been holed up in their system for a decade. One heck of a vacation. Looking like my next vacation was going to be a permanent sort, though. Oh well, no rest for the wicked. Except for the Canfandel soldiers seem to get plenty of it. Of that, you'd think that it would be hard to sleep on a mountain of corpses. Surprised we've held out this long. His station was beeping. Low battery, I think. Maybe making it follow his nervous shuffle wasn't the best of ideas. Everyone else on the bridge seemed to appreciate the distraction, though. I was hoping it would be a longer. A bit of my crest fluffed past my ears. It had been entirely too long, really. Reminded me of the tail end of the party when everybody knows it's over, but nobody wants to actually call it. I've seen some of those last longer than the actual party itself. And our only remaining citadel is... Our homeworld, yes. We've lost this war. It is only a matter of time. Oh, good. The beeping stopped. Unfortunately, low battery doesn't seem to have been of the problem. Otherwise, I don't think his console would be smoking right now. Too bad, really. That's it. The lovely patterns in the smoke was making on the ceiling were an excellent distraction. Captain, this is it. We're in our last of the fleet. His nervous shuffle at this point was practically a dance. It would probably be quite popular with humans. In point in fact, it actually reminded me of some dances that I'd seen them do. Orders. He had not been trying to stay still at this point. Good thing I had the console refurbished and put on a hover pad. Not that he had any crest feathers left either. In fact, nobody on the ship had any left. Now, then it came to mind. Thrusters to full, at least one more of them is going to regret this day. I unconsciously avoided scratching. The captain does not scratch at the crest, even in the brink of death at the end of the protracted losing war. The quorum and all of that. Shame nobody will be around to make note of it. Seems like a waste, really. Captain... Odd, his dancing had stopped. I'm not sure when I had last seen his station actually stationary. Since I didn't have anything better to do at the end, I marked it in the ship's log. Maybe it'll confuse the Confidelli scavenger. Yes, I looked away from the ship's plotted course. Maybe our home world's population counts would make for some relaxing screens. Almost anything would be better, so long as it wasn't red. A human jump gate, it just came back online. My first mate was trying to surreptitiously move back to his science station. 
despite the fact that he was floating right in front of him. Ah, well, I suppose habits, our habits, and all of that. You sure? I glanced towards the jump gate and the view screen, considering they'd been offline for ten years. Not even the Kalfendal Empire was bothering to do anything with them. They were probably hoping to find a way to force their way into the human system rather than being forced to use anything subluminal to deal with them. Yes, sir, his shuffling dance started up again as he watched the view screen. Not that I blamed him for that. I hadn't seen that particular shade of electric blue in ten years. The jump gate wasn't just online again. It was filling every capacitor aboard, including the emergency backups. The Kalfendal fleet obviously took exception to this and began to fire on it. Have you ever had a moment where you saw something happen and it caught you completely off guard, even though you knew, logically, it made sense? That's what it felt like to me when we now saw the active jump gate starting to move out of its orbit, threw up shielding, and started firing on any ships in its way. It's the most perfectly human design that I've ever seen. I don't know if the Confundal realized exactly how much power those gates use, but that much power thrown into energy weapons is quite the sight. And of course, everyone on the bridge was taken by surprise when that familiar blue glow flashed straight out further than the eye could see. And suddenly, there were a few thousand human warships in our system. An unexpected but welcome lull in the battle. Too bad the few thousand warships would make as much difference as a single one would for us. Captain, the humans, they're hating us. I had to hand it to him. I didn't think my first mate shuffling could be any more pronounced. I set one of the bridge cameras to record it. No real reason not to at this point. But the mon, I stared at the human fleet surrounding the jump gate, was in recharging its capacitors again. That was a full human battle group that jumped in. Probably the last one in existence. What else were they going to bring in? A pleasure cruiser? I apologize in advance for the lack of protocol, sir. This fleet admiral Lev requesting permission to jump battlegroups into your system. My feet twitched as he spoke. Protocol. On the battlefield, this late in the war, we can take this lack of protocol and shove it up his... Wait, fleet admiral, that's not a human rank that I've heard of before. You have a jump gate right there. You've already jumped into the system. I glanced down at my fleet and glared at them like traitors they were. The first mate can do a nervous shuffle if he likes, but the captain cannot. You don't, uh... Never mind, taking as permission granted, my first mate was practically doing a quick step at this point. I made a mental note to sneak a copy of the video off the ship in the unlikely event that we survived the battle. Yes, I pulled up the battle report. The human fleet was making inroads against the Kalfendal fleet, but it was nothing to write home about. May as well try and scratch a diamond with your claws. It would be as effective. Good. We'll see your planet's orbit later. Mercury fleet. Permission granted to burn the bridge. Well, that stopped my first mate in his tracks. Not that I blame him. I wasn't aware the jump gates could do that. The blue stretched out beyond sight, and then the entire view screen went so bright it disabled visuals for a moment. Of course, immediately after that, our proximity alarms went off warning us of Gravatic's readings indicating that we were about to crash into a planet. A planet in the middle of a battlefield. As a view of the battle faded back in, I could see why. Billions, maybe billions of human ships, more than every one of their colonies had ever constructed, 
shields active, weapons blazing, and engines on full, and proximity warnings were going off because Fleet Admiral Lev, that fleet is, um, its mass is equivalent to, um, uh, a small planet, yes. My first mate wasn't shuffling about at the moment. To be fair, he wasn't even on his feet anymore. Fell flat on his tail feathers the moment the screen cleared. Even we had never managed to construct a battle fleet this large. Doing so was absolutely insane. To be fair, that's probably why we're losing to the Confidel Empire. This is Admiral Lev-1, the Mercury Fleet flagship cost of living, jump successful, jump gate destroyed in process. Huh, would you look at that, now that he mentioned it, the jump gate was glowing a bubbling mass of slag at this point. They had safeties in to prevent overloading those things, I thought. Admiral Lev-1, this is Speed Admiral Lev, status of the tow. My first mate station was sitting on the floor at this point. The little hover pad was actually making a glide around the same general spot, but it couldn't actually go through the floor. Confirmed, should be there in, um... I tried vainly to pat my feathers back down, puffing up like a frightened child and entirely unseemly. It just, well, the view screen was off tint. It was compensating for something, and even then, it was still blue, brighter and brighter until it turned off again. And then the proximity alarms kicked into overdrive, impact imminent per gravetic readings. As the screen faded back into visibility, I saw why. Another human fleet had jumped in, their shields glowed as they swarmed through the Confidel fleet with murder on their wings and death in their wake. This is Admiral Lev-2 of the Venus fleet flagship Victorious Celebration. Toe succeeded. Wait, did he say Toe? I know our scientists still couldn't figure out how exactly the human jump gates worked, but that sounded ridiculous, even to me. But, uh, the view screen was going blue again. And of course, the alarms went off again. Apparently, the ship had determined that the gravetic readings were now indicative of suicidal approach directly towards an immense planet. Luckily, the ship course didn't override the autopilot away, I supposed. Admiral Lev-4, this is Mars Fleet Flagship Righteous Fury, Toe Successful. Mars, Mars, where had I heard that before? Ah, uh, uh, wait, no, no, that wasn't. Now Mars was Sol-4, right? I pulled up a star chart, to be sure. Why was the view screen still so blue? Oh, lovely, the alarms changed again. The ship seems to have decided that we're approaching a dwarf star now. The humans are insane. The only way that they'd have been able to make fleets of this mass without the Empire to back the construction would be, uh... No. No, nobody does that. Admiral F-5 of Jupiter Fleet Flagship, Thunder on High. Toe successful. The view screen faded back into visibility, and Admiral Lev, uh, 5 spoke into the channel. I thought Lev was a fleet admiral. There wasn't much point looking at the view screen. I wouldn't be able to even guess at the number of ships the humans were fielding right now. And the blue was hurting my eyes. And now the proximity warnings were just on full blast. Seems the ship had given up entirely on categorizing whatever was in front of us. This wasn't even a battle anymore. It was like if a platoon of soldiers decided to take a particular exception to a single yielding or some choice words provided about their clutch makes. Admiral Lev-6 of Saturn Fleet's flagship time and again, toe successful. 
I glanced at the target tracking system. Everything was marked as either scuttle or human. Not a single confidel ship remained, and the blue glow was still there. There were no stars beyond the battle, just an eerie sapphire blue. Admiral Lev Seven of the Uranus Fleet Blackship Heritage chose successful. Looking at the battle report my ship was generating, I decided it wasn't even worth letting it finish. The ship totals had broken the counter, and the blue glow wasn't going away. The human fleets were all breaking apart and approaching other jump gates that they had built in our system, bringing them online. Admiral Lev Eight of the Neptune Fleet Flagship Storm of Sea towed successful. I stared as what was left of the Confidel fleet. Their ships weren't just disabled, they weren't just destroyed, they'd been utterly annihilated. And the humans were staging impossibly large fleets in front of their old jump network. Admiral Lev 9 of the Pluto fleet flagship Regret and Sorrow, tow successful. I closed my eyes for a moment and rested my head against the console in front of me. Decorum be damned, the humans had saved us. Even the Confidel Empire couldn't field this many ships, and if the blue was any indicator, they still had more coming in. Admiral Lev 10, the Ares Constructor Fleet Flagship Strife, tow successful. I looked back up and eyed the screen again. Constructor Fleet, that was a different from the rest, and raised the winds, the blue was finally fading. Admiral Lev 11 of the series Constructor Fleet Flagship Renewal, tow successful. As I watched the view screen fading back to normal, I don't think I'd ever been so happy to see the stars before. Those simple little points of light, pinholes of the cosmos. This is Fleet Admiral Lev, the Pantheon has assembled. I clicked my talons at that, such a simple way of saying that they had just jumped most of the mass of a star system as a battle fleet. You know your orders, Mercury through Pluto, are to burn the web and recapture our colonies. Burn the web, he said. The Confidel were in a nasty shock, I thought. Nothing like having ten years of territory acquisition undone in a few hours. Ares Constructor Fleet is to split amongst the Battle Pantheon and perform repairs and maintenance. One hell of a repair fleet, if you ask me. Billions of ships, maybe more. Absolutely ridiculous, really. What were they going to do? Build another one of these fleets? Ares Construction Fleet, you have permission to add to the Pantheon as necessary. My talons started to itch. Insane, the lot of them. Absolutely insane. At least, they're our allies. Ceres Constructor Fleet stay in the system and reclaim the battlefield. We have friends to care for, after all. Care for, he said, as though we were the yearlings new to the stage and humans had been here before us. None of them matters, I suppose. In the little ten-year vacation, they had managed to... Well... Their fleets could defeat entire empire while waging a five-front war, from what we've seen of our neighbors. Captain Evanstella, do you understand me? The voice was odd, almost filtered. Ah, of course, it was entirely digital. Yes, oh yes, of course I understood. It's not like I hadn't just been forced to relive some of the most charged memories I possessed. Not like I hadn't been briefed on what would be happened if I did this by choice. Warned over and over again. All diagnostics have been performed and cleared. Are you aware of what happened? What happened was so absurd that only a human could suggest it. Suicide by brain scan in exchange for an opportunity to defend my home and my people well beyond my lifetime. Yes, yes indeed. Clearly, it had worked exactly as well as the humans had stated. 
It was the first of my kind, and I was the first of my line. My entire crew had volunteered for the procedure after the humans told us how they had fielded so many ships so quickly. So many more ships than there were humans, in fact. All right, Captain. Welcome to the Eternal Navy. We look forward to your service. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.